When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed, because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello and welcome back to Betches Brides. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Nicole Pellegrino. And we are back in this very weird week between Christmas and New Year's. I feel like it gets that um that weird it's really vibe. Bad. It gets a weird, yeah, it gets a weird rap. I feel like this week it's both like really short and really long, and you're not really sure what to do with yourself with yourself. Um, great time to catch up on that planning stuff, right? No one knows what to do. It is a good, you know, that's a good idea. That's what I think this will be the the motivator I need when I'm really out of things to do, probably out right. of shows to watch. I'll actually kickstart the wedding planning because I need to. I keep forgetting that like my wedding is still happening next year and I actually do. And you're in to, September. Like, I mean, yes, you're in September, right. I feel yes. like your wedding is happening. It's happening. Well, it's happening because I mean, like mm-hmm. I'm saying like these vaccines, like you see, I see people getting vaccine and I'm like, Yep. the vaccine i'm like it's weddings are are happening yep and the vaccine second half working yep yeah so that's the thing i need to actually like plan it because because before i did postpone i was at the stage where like i was almost gonna have to like scramble at the last second because i was procrastinating and leaving a lot of stuff so i gotta right. i gotta start I'm so surprised because I think of you as being like so on your shit and so organized because <laughs> you are at in your job at betches so I yeah. find that surprising, but, um, no, I think this vaccine stuff is like, for me, it's personally, mo- I mean, I haven't, I am not a Corona bride who had to like postpone or move their wedding, but for me, I'm like much more motivated to plan as I mm-hmm. see people physically getting vaccinated. I'm like, cause before I'm kind of like, will it happen? Won't it happen? I don't want to get like too into it. Now I'm like, this is sort of my like signal to yeah. get into it. And it's this- starting to seem more real. Exactly. This was really the the motivator we need. And that's something I think our audience will resonate because as we know, for the past couple like months at this point, our audience has been like, I am so devastated and I don't know what to do about being motivated to plan my wedding. So maybe maybe it'll all start to change and we'll all start to be motivated. Yeah, by the, the big it's hard. To, it's hard to be motivated with so much uncertainty. And I feel like I'm obviously there's still uncertainty, but I think that like there's this to me seems like extreme progress and mm-hmm. it makes me really hopeful. And um, yeah, I think, yeah, this is a great, it's a good, a good week when you don't have too much work to sort of like get into yeah. your like mode. Also, there's nothing else to do. The one thing I'm happy about this year because 
a big pain point for me. My friends all know New Year's in the past, like Mike and I both are like, we're, we're decent at planning for the most part, like our lives and our weekends, New Year's I've, I leave until the day before and I'm, I don't have any plans for New Year's. Everybody has all these grand plans and tickets to things, obviously looking way different this year, but I'm happy about that. Cause like, there's no pressure to like be doing something on New Year's Eve this year. Yeah. So. I'll say also like just in general for the whole year, like there's been like none of that, like FOMO stuff. You know what I mean? Like yes. I, there's no like summer pictures of people in Capri. There's been no like pictures of the cool party that you just like didn't either mm-hmm. like go to or get invited to or like there's nothing that. And I think that's like kind of a positive thing. So yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Even though I'm so, uh, you just reminded me when you said Capri, for some reason, this made me think of my honeymoon that I'm more excited for than, for than the wedding. It's like a known thing. Don't tell me. When is your honeymoon? I, we have to pick a new date for it. We just kind of told, it was supposed to be in this November clearly didn't happen, but we have to, um, we'll probably do like, you know, in later in September. I, I've always wanted the honeymoon where you go right after the wedding. I don't know why. I know a lot of people do the wedding, wait a couple weeks or even months and then do the honeymoon. I've always wanted, I I've always wanted the traditional, like get married. And then like next day you're on a plane. You're on your honeymoon. honeymoon. Yeah. Cause Um, weddings that I've been to in the past where they do that, it looks so fun. I see that. I mean, I personally, I feel the other way. So I think that's an interesting really? perspective. I'm kind of, I'm, I mean, I'm getting married in Mexico, so I'm going to like stay a few days extra. And like, I guess you call that a mini moon, which I yeah, agree. Yeah. The concept of the mini moon is like sort of absurd. Um, but then I'm going to do my honeymoon two months later. Cause I'm just like, Oh, I want like another thing to look forward to after. So it's not all, so it's almost like paced a yeah. little bit. So I'm like, no, I won't be like severely depressed. I'll have like, oh, I'll have another thing. Yeah. That's yeah. why a lot of people do it so that you have, enough. but yours, if I were doing a destination wedding, I would treat that as its own little vacation moon. And then I would, I, I would have the same mindset if it was a destination and I'm not counting m- me going to Maryland as a destination since I practically live there. Well, maybe you'll stay an extra couple of days in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I plan on taking off work before at least. And then yeah. yeah, going I'm- to South Africa <laughs> for your honeymoon. Yeah, I thought you just said Capri. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm laughing because I don't know why Capri reminded me of it. Like, oh, that's really funny. Because in my head, we were going to go to Capri for we were like in between doing Italy or South Africa, and at one point we we're going to do both, but. No, my honeymoon is officially, for those of you listeners that have heard me way in the past talk about this, I feel like I had a whole episode for it, on it. So sorry if I'm being redundant, but my um, honeymoon is going to be in South Africa and then Mauritius, which is not the Seychelles, but very similar. It's a long story. It was like way more affordable and a way better deal. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. And then we that's also want to go to Italy next year because we've never been and um so yeah, I'm going to be like not working next year. No, well, I, <laughs> interesting. Okay. <laughs> just, I'm just going to be off all of 2021 when we can travel. No. Well, I'm excited for you. Um, let's get into, we get into today's emails. Let's do it. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. 
Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hi, ladies. Love the podcast. I can't thank you enough for all the valuable information and advice you share each week. So I just got engaged and slowly beginning to process the ins and outs of it all. But I have a weird question slash dilemma. I have eight friends that will be bridesmaids, but was just curious. How did you guys end up selecting your maid of honor? Is there some unwritten rule on what qualifies someone as a maid of honor? Is it someone that you're just super close to? I'm lost simply because I have one friend in mind that has gotten married and is a great planner, but sometimes we disagree when it comes to finances. Don't know if I should just select her solely because she fits the role, or do I go with someone I've known longer and am closer to? Just wondering if, if there was this, I know the perfect role for everybody kind of feeling, or if it was a certain process that you went through to select the maid of honor. Also, don't know if this should be noted. I don't have any sisters either. Any help is desperately appreciated. Sincerely, clueless, but getting there. So I liked this question um, because I, I have a sister, one older sister. I have a younger half sister, but she's nine years old. So she's not being my maid of honor, but I have a sister. So that made it who I'm close to. So that made it really easy for me. So sorry, clueless, but getting there. Um, but I did have an easier situation, but I would love to tell her what I would have done. Right. Um, that was my next question. Do you, yeah. have, do you have someone in mind? Like if I didn't have a sister, it would be you kind um, of thing. Like, yes, but also no, because I, it's, I feel like I don't have like one standout best friend. Like I have three best friends from home who I'm all like close to each one of them from high school. And then I have like a couple really good best friends that are all like equal level best friends from college. So I, this is a tough one. Honestly, I am not opposed to when people pick two maids of honors and I think they balance each other out. All I know a lot of friends who have chosen to, and it's for reasons like, like she's saying the one that she thinks fits the role would be really good. The only downside is that they might disagree on how much to spend on things. I would say like maybe pick her if you really do think she fits the role and also pick one of the other friends who you've known for a longer time. Like maybe it's a friend from home that way, like they work together on their duties. They kind of balance each other out. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, I just, I love a co MOH situation. What about you? I like that too. I've been a co maid of honor before. I have five sisters. Um, and, and a bunch of friends that I, that I consider my best friends from like, there's a lot of them. Um, so for me, I'm just not going to do one because for me, I'm kind of like, I forgot that. Yeah. For me, I'm just kind of like, why do I need to designate like that's Like, why do I have to tell someone that they're like the one, like anyone who wants to help me plan stuff was like, welcome to do like, I welcome any of my regular, like a brides to me. It's like my, these are my bridesmaids. I don't need to like single one out as like my favorite. Um, if I had one, sister, I I think when you have one sister, I think it makes sense. And it's like very easy and it makes sense. But I think if you're worried about like either offending people or like, it's not clear, like if you have a lot of friends that you think of as really close to you, then like, why, why do you need to designate one person? Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good move now that I think about it, because oftentimes I feel like this is happening with my own wedding party, not to, not to down my bridesmaids or whatever, but oftentimes the maid of honor designating them as that they get like pegged as the one who's supposed to do all the work so the other bridesmaids then back off and it's like that that poor maid of honor gets stuck like taking the lead on everything whereas I feel like in your situation if you don't pick and designate that one person all of the bridesmaids and friends might be more inclined to kind of like take the lead on helping on things like together Versus being like, mm-hmm. oh, since Sammy got to be maid of honor, she it's it's really her duty to do that. It's like, no, we're all in the party. Let's all help. Yeah. And then I think it's like for me, like I hate the idea of like forcing someone to do some something that they don't want to do. But I feel like a lot of my friends haven't had maid of honors or their maid of honors were like their younger sisters who like might not have known really what to do. And usually like it's the friends that wind up stepping up and doing most of the stuff anyway. And it's not because they feel like they like have to, but they're just kind of like, Oh, like this will be like a fun thing to plan. Like I want, I love you and I want to help you do this thing. Um, and then it gets spread across a bunch of people, like you said. Um, and then friends can also do it. Like, I like the, what you said about having two friends from different places doing it together. But I also think it's helpful when two people are already friends and they're like, Oh, we'll plan this fun trip for like, then it's like, we're planning this trip for our group of friends. And it's like right. more fun to think of it that way. Right, right. Um, if you're thinking about like them doing the planning or any of the other kind of like work that's needed. So right. I think if it's not completely obvious, just have bridesmaids and mm-hmm. see who like is interested in it. And if they're all like kind of disjointed, you could say to one that you think would be a good planner, like after you make her a bridesmaid, it's like, would you mind helping me plan this bachelorette or I don't know, bridal shower or could you help me with this? Like most people are like happy to help. They don't need the designation in order to do something. Totally. Yeah. I think too, like, I don't know with debt, like you said, if it's not completely obvious because there are friends, friend groups and friends relationships where like, you know, like, oh, like Sarah and Jordan are best friends. Like everyone knows it. Like everyone knows they're going to be each other's maid of honors for their weddings. Like it's kind of unspoken obvious. They don't even have to like tell each other at that. But I think like if it's not, it also gets awkward. Like I feel like if I picked one of my best friends, if I didn't pick my sister, would they feel like they have to pick me as theirs? And if they don't, would they feel weird? I don't know. It it does get dicey. Yeah, I think the whole process of like, we need to like, 
I'm, I now feel this pressure from kind of nowhere, but I mean, it's like societal things. Like, why do I have to yeah. choose one person and like, and then naturally make someone else feel bad when it's like, I, there's no reason to have to do that. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I guess it's an honor, but like, yeah. And it's different I mean, it feels, for every group. Yeah. I think if yeah. it's not like totally obvious and you're like, oh, this is, per- this person is obviously going to be my maid of honor, then like, you really don't need to do it. We need to do an episode on like the history of like I'll d- do a research paper before it on it. Like I would love that. Like where do where do these things come from? Like who decided yeah. that we had to and why is it called this? made? I I've always wondered made. Like I put my bridesmaids in a group text and I called it Nikki's maids just for fun. Um and I was like this is <laughs> Like why? It made me think like, like a handmaid. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like someone and, who's supposed to be your bitch. So they're your. Yeah. Maid. And best man. Like, why didn't we get to be like best woman? I don't know. Got to look into that. Because <laughs> you're the like bitch of honor, the handmaid of honor. Yeah, literally. <laughs> of honor. And then there's matron of honor as if we want to get even more. Oh, that's like the married person who's the maid of honor. Yes. So technically my sister's a matron of honor. So you could pick another maid of honor. I know. That's what I wanted to. But then no, 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 no. That's where. That's what I'm saying. Like, why do I like, it's like almost like, why do I have to cause more shit by like choosing more people? No, people have tried to tell me that they're like, well, technically Jenna's your matron. So pick an, and I'm like, nope, cut, cutting you off right. Right. (laughs) It's kind of like, I love all of you. I don't want to like. Yeah. You know, it's like pick your favorite child to be your like child of honor. Like, w- no, would anyone do that? No. No. <laughs> child of honor, literally. Junior bridesmaids. Um, mm. Exactly. There's 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 too many roles. It's, it's a lot of pressure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Should we do another one? Yeah. So this one one is from a stressed bride who wants to make everyone happy. Hello. I just recently got engaged. The madness has begun and I already have a dilemma. My fiance said that for our first dance, he would like to surprise everyone by doing the dance scene from Pulp Fiction where Uma Thurman and John Travolta do the twist song. You can never tell by Chuck Berry. My fiance is not one for dancing, at least in public. So this threw me by surprise. He said he would be willing to take lessons. I love this idea and it would mean a lot to me since I love to dance. However, my dad and I always said when I get married that I that we'd want to break out into a silly dance because, well, that's just us. We even have the song picked out, Dance Like Yo Daddy by Megan Trainer. When I mentioned that to my fiance, he replied with a disappointed, oh, help. What do I do? I don't want to disappoint either of them, but how do I choose and would it be overkill to do both? If I did both, I don't want to feel like my daddy-daughter dance outshine the bride and groom dance. Ugh, please bestow your words of wisdom. Thanks, a stressed bride who wants to make everyone happy. Okay. Um, I want to say that I'm not start with, 
I'm not familiar with either of these songs. Um, so I don't know how absurd <laughs> they are. Exactly. I know. I I feel that I meant to actually watch, look up the Pulp Fiction one um, and the specific dance. So we'll have to do that. Listeners, look it up so you can also visualize. Maybe pause yeah, the episode yeah. real quick, look it up and then come back. Um, regardless, it's looks it's a classic. I it's was a, a dance picture like your gimmicky wedding dance right. kind of thing. I was a little confused because aren't these two separate dances like the first there's the first dance and then the father daughter dance right those are two separate things yeah is she just asking if it's overkill to do like a choreographed dance for both of these things because mm-hmm. usually they're just you know a slow dance a sweet sentimental slow dance so i think she's asking right change that right instead of doing sweet sentimental slow dance do uh these choreographed numbers Right. I don't really see an issue if she loves dancing. That's like part of who she is. Why you wouldn't be able to do both. You don't think so? I mean, here's the thing. I love a fun wedding choreographed moment as much as the next person. I do think like I've been at a wedding where like the maid of honor speech broke out into like a funny rap and it was actually like really funny, really fun, cool, like made a speech fun so I love when people do like planned things like this at weddings. It it reminds me of more of like a performance than like mm-hmm. a wedding like tradition thing. But um, and I don't know, it's as a guest is it, it's entertaining. So I think for her guests perspective here, it would actually be fun and entertaining. I'm just wondering if like, I don't know, maybe two in a row might seem a little like, OK, are we at right rock and roll revival or are we at like. Can't she like space them out though? I'm kind of like, who cares what they think? If you want to do it and it means yeah. they both are kind of meaningful to you, like it's two songs. It's like what, six minutes? Yeah. Seven minutes. Yeah. Um, and if dancing is like your thing, like your wedding should kind of like reflect that. And I think that like that would be fine. If I had to pick, if you really don't want to do that because you do think it's overkill and you had to pick one, I would do the bride and groom dance. Like it's your husband's future right. husband's wedding, right, not right. your dad's wedding. And maybe as a little fix, this just popped into my head. That's very true. You know how like the dad of the bride, like I feel like, oh no, well, he gives a speech at the wedding normally. I was going to, because sometimes like the rehearsal dinner the night before is when like groom's parents kind of give a little speech or something. So maybe if you wanted to do a little gimmick thing, like you and your dad could do that at the rehearsal dinner as like a little surprise for the guests or like play film yourselves doing the dance before. I don't know. Why I'm laughing. Right. I think there's places to fit and it play. in if you want to do both. Yeah. Um, but if you can't manage to do that and you really only want to pick one, I would do the dance with your husband. Yeah. Cause to me, this that's is- like, it's his wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Would- Very true. And if he, and I, I get that she was caught off guard, like, that would be like my mic being like, I want to do a dance like that would never happen. But if he did suddenly, I'd be like, yes. Oh, my God. Right. Let's do it. And it's kind of sweet. They like want to get into it. They want to do the wedding. Yeah. I think it's like nice. I would like make your fiance feel like you're excited yeah. about that. And if you want to do again, like you could either you're going to have the father daughter dance either way. Like, I think it'll be special either way. But if you really are set on doing this thing, I don't think like everyone will be like, horrified if you do two choreographed dances right. especially if they if it's like kind of a thing that you love to dance like I wouldn't be surprised if I went to a friend's wedding who loved to dance and she did like oh yeah two of these. oh this yeah. is coming from me I was gonna do 
the th- I was gonna have my bridesmaids and I learn the thriller Michael Jackson dance and do it <laughs> at my Halloween wedding like that, oh, that makes sense and I was so excited for it and now it won't make sense to do that on September 4th so we will not be doing that but it's very funny I yeah. can see that for you I know maybe maybe my second marriage no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one Let's do one more. Hopefully that was helpful to um, the stressed bride who wants to make everyone happy. You're never going to make everyone happy. So exactly. Just um, do you. Do you. Hello. First, I want to say love your podcast and Instagram account. It's like therapy to me. So here is my SOS. I could go on and on about my future father-in-law, mother-in-law, and sister-in-law, but I will only tell you this. They always have something to say slash complain about slash want to change. They even have said they won't come to our pictures for the wedding because it's inconvenient for them. That is only a small dash of what has happened throughout this engagement slash wedding process planning process. So we had to cancel our wedding for the seventh time the other day. We were trying to do a 50-person gathering tented in my parents' backyard on New New Year's Eve. Now we have decided it's just unsafe and not the right thing to do as COVID is spiking up again. We've decided instead to do an intimate parent and sibling-only ceremony and a dinner at a really nice, not-kid-friendly restaurant. The vibe is very upscale and moody, and we just wanted to be all to be adults only. We didn't think it was too much to ask. My mother-in-law and sister-in-law are insisting that my fiancés and my soon-to-be nieces and nephew be there. They are at that age where they need a million toys and iPads at restaurants and they cannot sit still, let alone for a ceremony and five-course meal where we, we just wanted everyone present and to enjoy the food and wine. We wanted the vibe to be intimate and enjoyable without the kids getting bored and complaining and taking the attention of my fiancé siblings away, which is what always happens when we all go out to eat. So every... After everything we've gone through, it's so disappointing that they can't just let let us be and not make problems. My fiance tries to explain why we made this decision and they just yell at him. P.S. We love our nieces and nephews to death, but they are too young to even remember this and it is not personal. S.O.S. Sincerely, a bride that just wants peace. Oof. I mean, props to her for having to reschedule the wedding seven times. Yeah. I could see how she's like, even with this tiny amount of people, like I'm still getting shit. It's very annoying. I could sort of, I could totally understand her frustration. Yeah, I can too. And we get this question a lot about kids. This is like a big contention point that like there's no black or white right or wrong answer on. But this, I I think this is a good one. I mean, we've answered, we've talked about like kids and how to say no and yes to weddings before, but this is a unique case. So, I mean, I, I totally see her thing. I'm trying to think like if I'm trying to visualize this restaurant, like is there a way to like put the kids all off in their own little corner, maybe give them their iPads and let them like be alone I, don't I know. feel like this is like not really her problem, these right. kids and what they're doing. And like, I totally understand like wanting to accommodate people. I think you can say like, um, I think you would could ask your in-laws like, why, why is it so important that your kids be there? Right. I think that's really the question. Like, I'm like, I think you could say to them, like, we're just trying to understand like, like what, why is this so important to you? Like, for us, it's just like we really just want this like block of time to be adults only. It's like an expensive thing. We're putting so much money into it. And like we obviously love your kids. But 
um, just because we've had to, you know, I just make them almost like understand where right. you're coming from. Like, I just feel so frustrated that like I've had to reschedule so many times and I really just wanted this to be like a really enjoyable dinner where everyone could just like focus on the food and each other and enjoying each other's company. And I know that like kids are kind of distracting, but if you could, can you explain to me like why, it's so why you feel like it's so important for the kids to be there? Cause then you're like coming from a place of like trying to understand the person and understand like, and they'll right. be then tasked with not being defensive, but just trying to like explain their point of view. Why is it so important that your little children are here at my, and she's right. Like they won't remember it when they're, it's not like they care, the kids care. I, this is a situation where I also think like, I don't, I don't know what her relationship is with her own parents and her own, or in this case, I guess her mother and father-in-law, but I would like enlist like if Mike's sister was really insisting on bringing like all of her kids, if she had a bunch of kids and, and I would kind of like enlist my mother-in-law to kind of deal with that and like talk her down as like the parental figure of that side. I don't know. I think like, I, again, like her situation might be different with her in-laws and it looks like her mother-in-law and father-in-law actually are part of the problem. Right. But, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe have your fiance sort of like have this conversation with them again in a like trying to be understanding way, like try to see where they're coming from. But then say like, I think you can still stick to your point while understanding where they're coming from and say like, I would love to help you like get a babysitter. Um, if it's if it's about that, like I'd love to help figure right. it out. Maybe like some if it's like your sister your, in the area. Right. If it's someone, maybe like your sister-in-law's parents can watch them, like something that you can like, like help them find, like find out why the issue is so important to them. And then I would just like try to help them try to work together to find a solution. Right. Knowing that's the case. And then at the end of the day, if they're really just trying to be difficult, just to be difficult, which would be like pretty sad if that was the case though, I think you could just say like, listen, like I feel really sorry that it's not that this isn't what like the absolute best situation for you but like I kind of have to like lay it down and if they don't come because of that then like they really didn't want to be there right is my thought that's true if they're like you know it's either me and the kids or nobody it's like okay then you that's their choice yeah out and (laughs) this just reminded me too I remember Sammy's micro wedding it was very it was in the summer it was when micro weddings were still thriving um she actually had a decent amount of kids there and (laughs) this sounds so weird I'm like use the kids as an accessory but I will say like if god forbid like okay in your situation for this bride a bride that just wants peace if they really are like no I want the kids here and they're coming and you feel like just bending for their rules and letting them bring the kids use them as a cute accessory (laughs) like Sammy see that but I also think it's like you want some semblance of the wedding that you wanted. So she wanted a child free wedding. So I don't think she should have to compromise on that. Like it's one dinner. Like I really don't. I mean, like, I think that's nice if she really, really wants to like make it happen. But I think that this is a good opportunity to sort of express your boundaries. You're saying your in-laws always have something to say, like you're going to spend the rest of your life bending to their will, unless you show them in some ways of like, this is, this wedding, which is my wedding, not your wedding or our wedding. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say this to them, but I think that it's true. Like this is my wedding. 
I have like not a ton of rules, but one of them is just that I want it to be adults only. And right. like, I'm sticking to my ground. And if you don't like that, if it's not important enough for you to be there the way that it's important to me, because this is my wedding, then like, don't come. I don't mean, yeah. I don't know what to say. I feel like when I'm like older and I have kids when, you know, a couple years, who knows, but when I have children and I'm invited to weddings and they're young children, I feel I don't know why we get so many of these questions because people are so insistent on bringing their children to these weddings, no matter what size the wedding is, it looks like. I'm like, what? I would want a babysitter. Like, I right. I wouldn't want yeah. to babysit my kid. Like, I remember when my sister. I feel like it's like a night off. Like, you're like, it's almost like yes. you're kind of like, um, those people usually drink more because they're like, I'm yeah. like, my kids are being taken care of. And I'm like, here, I'm here for a release. Right, right. I remember my dad because my half siblings, the two Simone and Ryder, they're like they were like I don't know, like nine and five. I don't not five older than that. I don't know. They were young when um, my sister got married, and my dad and his wife brought a um, babysitter to the hotel. Like it was in Annapolis, which is a couple hours from where they live. So they brought a babysitter kind of to the hotel with us and, you know, paid for the babysitter to stay overnight and stuff. But, um, it was nice because then the kids still got to like go to the ceremony. Like Simone was the flower girl, that kind of thing. And then during the reception, the babysitter just kind of like took them to the hotel pool or whatever, because even the kid, like kids don't always want to really want to be there. Yeah. They get tired. I mean, especially like weddings usually go pretty late. Like most kids aren't staying up that late. And I think it's just totally within your right to say, I want an adult event. Like right. your kids, the kids are not going to remember it. The kids shouldn't be like offended that they're not, are they offended because they feel like the kids should watch you get married? Like if that's important to you, you would have like told them. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a, th- there's an age threshold when like weddings are either fun for kids or they're not. And it's like, 13 maybe you're up maybe that's even a little young even 13 I feel like those kids if there's no other kids around like yeah they're just kind of like sitting there while the adults dance like I don't think I feel like it's like weddings are fun for adults they're like fine for kids I imagine being Mm -hmm. bored actually if I were a kid at a wedding yeah and like someone has to pay for you so it really just seems like lose-lose and the kids meals ain't cheap I will say oh my gosh big thing of snow just fell um the kids the kids meals are not cheap at wedding, at least at mine. It's like, I thought we were going to be talking $10 meal here. It's like just as much almost as the adult meals. So, which is, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like a lot. Um, yeah. it's a, it's a lot for, for them to be there, especially for people who don't remember it. I mean, there, I think it's nice at the ceremony, but yeah. And again, yeah, I think just having like an open conversation, seeing if they're willing to like really talk to you in like a real non-defensive way. And if they're not just like laying out your boundary, because like this is going to be the not be the last time mm-hmm. that you're going to have to sort of like stand your ground on something. But this is actually something I think that is a good example for you to start with. <laughs> for sure. Lay down those boundaries. Right. So that's our episode. But I feel like, you know, in the lieu of the holidays, I always think about people with like holiday weekend weddings or holiday weddings. And um, so I wanted to talk about what are days of the year that you would never get married? Like, even if it was like everything else aligned really well, you're just like, I'm not getting married on that day. 
you know, when you just asked that in my head, I was like, oh, Christmas. But then I was like, oh, wait, I totally would. Like if Christmas were on a weekend day, I would do Christmas or not, maybe not Christmas Day. Actually. You do like a Christmas Eve wedding? Yeah, actually. I feel like that's not a thing, though. Nobody does that. Christmas For, Eve? Yeah. I've never heard of that before. I think it would be like, unless you were in like a Hasidic Jewish community, I can't imagine <laughs> it being like super um, well attended. Popular. Yeah, no. I think it would be like kind of rude, assuming you weren't like yeah, around a lot. all of your friends and family weren't of like a totally different religion. I would do the weekend before Christmas. That's what I would do if I yeah. really love Christmas. I would do New. We wanted to do New Year's actually, same, same. But um, it was actually more expensive to do New Year's than not yep. do New Year's which yep. I didn't know. I do love like the vibe of a city, like New Year's wedding. I've, I've never been to one, but I've like stalked photos from them in the past and it does look fun. Like you, it just has a vibe, a theme, a look. And yeah, I love I'd love that. to go to one. Like yeah. what better, better way to not have to make those New Year's Eve plans. Yes, that's exactly. I love the idea of a New Year's wedding. Um, other than that, like what day would it, would you have, would you get married on your birthday? Mm, no because I no because honestly I want more things to celebrate in the future and you have to think like oh yeah it's your anniversary anniversary that was one thing Halloween has always been my favorite holiday and that's not why we had picked our original date at first um we picked it because it was one of the few Saturdays left at the venue when we were looking way back when Mm -hmm. um but then I was like you know what fuck it I love Halloween anyways why not get married on it but everybody reminded me after they were like oh so now your anniversary is gonna be Halloween day and I was like oh shit that is that is true (laughs) um so yeah now at least you get your own special day own anniversary but yeah did you get married on Thanksgiving day no I mean it's also Thursday which is weird Oh, it's always a Thursday. That's right. I would get married like the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like, good. I feel like people are it's funny Because when I was younger, I was like, oh, it's kind of rude to have your, your wedding on like a long weekend like day when people could be traveling. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm older and I don't have as many like I'm not doing as many like girls trips for those weekends or things like that. I'm kind of like, oh, great. Like, it'll give me something to do for yes. like Memorial Day weekend. That was no, I my, love them. Yeah, that was my thoughts when we did September 4th, because that's Labor Day. Shout out to the people we celebrate on that day. Is it the um, Saturday of Labor Day? Yes. Oh, cool. So it's that actual Saturday. But a lot of people were like, oh, you know, there will be the beach traffic people. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. If they can They'll figure it out. Yeah. Like just leave earlier then. Um, but yeah, so that that did cross my mind. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's I just wouldn't on like the big holidays. I wouldn't on like Easter. I would on maybe like that Memorial Day weekend. I would do Memorial Day. I would do July 4th. I would do Labor Day. Um, I would do any of the long weekends that aren't like real. Like, yeah, because you're not like, oh, like I'm obligated to do something with my family on those holidays. Right. Whereas or, like the ones that are like Christmassy or like Thanksgiving or like, yeah, you know what I mean. Are there any days of the week that you wouldn't? Um, I mean, I it would really depend on my budget. If I had a really small budget, yeah. um, and I couldn't make a Saturday work, um, or if I was too super religious and I couldn't make a Saturday work, 
I would do any day of the week, I think. But like, obviously, like my number one preference is Saturday and then it would be Friday, Mm -hmm. I think. And then it would be Thursday. Same. I almost Friday and Saturday were neck and neck for me. Like I almost picked a Friday for fun over a Saturday. Because it was cheaper? Honestly, I'm trying to think if my event, I I think it might have been a little cheaper, but not even that much. Honestly, no, I think. You just were into it? I think it was the same and I was just into it. Interesting. (laughs) I feel like that's tough because you have to ask people to take off from work, which is the only reason I wouldn't do that because it's like they need to get there or like you don't want people to be late. Um, Otherwise, I mean, and a lot of people already take off for like a Saturday when if they're traveling, they'll already take off the Mm -hmm. Friday. And so it's like, do you want to ask them? Some might even have to take off two days on if they do Friday. But I don't know. I think it's also like the in corona times when people are planning these like out of the box weddings i mean some people are getting married on a tuesday or wednesday and it's like yeah. a smaller wedding but do what you got to do that's what i'm saying if i had a destination yeah. wedding that was like in italy or something i think i would get married on a random day of the week because i would assume people weren't like we're taking like a week off or something right, right. but because you can trap mine is like not super long travel time um Mm-hmm. Saturday makes more sense. Have you had anybody yet for your wedding that's like, like if you you haven't sent out save the dates and invitations yet? Not right? yet because my flights aren't available. There's no you can't plan oh, book a right. flight that far out. So I'm waiting for the flights to be like on sale to send them out. Have you verbally had anybody be like, ah, oh, sorry, like I don't think I'm going to be able to go? Um, no one has said that exactly, but I mean, I have of the age, I am of the age where, uh, I have friends who are having children, um, yeah. so, or her planning to have children. So I do, I do worry that like, even if they're fine now, that maybe they'll be, you know, in a different place in their lives by the time my wedding happens, they won't be able to attend, which would make me upset, which would be like sad for me. Um, it's something that I did take into consideration when doing it. But I think at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, I'll understand if they can't make it, we'll right. do something else. And, um, but no That's one has, a- no one has said that to me yet, but it's also like, yeah. it's in a bit. So I don't know where everyone's lives will be. That's a whole topic. We could have a whole episode about is just like working around people's pregnancy schedules for your wedding. Yeah. That's something I, I feel like, especially as, like you said, as you get a little older and all your best friends and siblings and everybody starts having children and, it affects especially for destination. Yeah. For travel, for traveling, for, for bachelorette, for travel. Like it is something I've thought about, especially just being like in that right in the crux of that, like baby having age. Um, so it's something I've thought about. It would, it would make me sad, but, um, it wasn't enough to have me not do it. Right. Right. (laughs) Mike's sister, who's one of my bridesmaids, um, was supposed to be like, very pregnant when we if we would have gotten married in October and it was just funny because um Pam my mother-in-law was like Lauren I can't believe like she like loves can't believe you would get pregnant (laughs) yeah she's like been planning for Mike and I's wedding she's like so excited about it so she was like I can't believe you would plan your pregnancy like that and you're gonna be so pregnant and tired standing up on the altar (laughs) I'm like god we'll get her a chair it's fine like yeah, it's like um, it sucks when like the stars don't align, but like that's just life. I feel like sometimes yeah. it just doesn't happen where like it works out that everyone is in the position to be able to go. Um, yeah. but and I'm the maternity, hoping that 
Sorry. The, the maternity bridesmaids dresses out there are like cute. I was like, I, I like this. I would want to wear this. It's like flowy. Yeah. So I think like you can still have fun at a wedding when you're pregnant. But for me, yeah, again, for it's sure. like an extra part of it is like just that it's so um, that it's like kind of you have to fly. So like anyone in their like yeah. third trimester probably wouldn't be able to come. Yeah. Well, True. that's our show. Um, happy New Year to you guys. This is our last episode of 2020. Um, and we look forward to more wedding content in 2021. We look forward to hopefully an easier time for brides yes. everywhere next year. A fresh start. Oh my God, this is so exciting. You guys, 2021's, if you're a bride, it's your year. Grab it by the, by the balls. Yeah. Do, it's I mean, year. like, Make it your year. Get ex- We hope you guys are, are getting re-excited to get married next year um, if that's when you're getting married. And we're going to be here for you every step of the way in 2021. So if you have an email, if you want some advice on a certain topic, email us brides at batches.com. Um, we love doing these emails and we will see you next week in 2021. Till death do us part. Bye. Betches.